Tone Robin, man, in the Talking Tier Podcast, man. We're doing a special show. We're doing the after party, man, where we're going to really follow up and talk about the, the, the special series that's been going on for five seasons now. It's probably going to be its fifth and last season, which is called Snowfall. I got Coach Terrence, man. How you doing, bro? Pretty good, bro. Glad to be with you again. Appreciate everything, and, you know, let's get to it. Yeah, man, we're going to break down the show, man, get the plus and minuses, the pros and cons. We're going to try to knock this thing out, keep it like 30-minute special for y'all so y'all can um, go back and give us the good and the bad because we be getting feedback. We we see y'all feedback, man. But, yo, here we go, man. We're going the first episode, season five, man, and uh, we're going to give it a proper title. It's called Comments. So, Episode season five, episode one. We're breaking down comments right now, and the way the show started off, it was grim. It started out highlighting uh, the the downfall and the tragic loss of uh, Lynn Bias, who was drafted by the Boston Celtics from the University of Maryland Terrapins as one of the supposedly best basketball players that could have potentially rivaled Michael Jordan. Well, we may have not even heard of Michael Jordan because, I mean, allegedly, Glenn, uh, uh, Lynn Bias was better than Michael Jordan. Y'all go check out the YouTube uh, feedbacks on again. That's Lynn Bias, man, and rest in peace. And my apologies to his mother, first and foremost, because I don't know if they got to check off with her. But I just kind of feel real ill in regards to how they wrap that in, man. How you feel? How you feeling about it, Coach T? Man, first of all, I mean, both of us are sports heads. So we definitely know man advice, you know, as far as what the the potential they said this young man was supposed to, you know, do to the to the Boston Celtics at that time and you know, they, they had some good young talent, you know, and with a, you know, merged, you know, with the older talent they had already established there. And, uh, man, if you talk to any Boston fans, you know, they're, you know, they're very excited to have them. And, you know, they still talk about that to this day. Like, what if, what if, what if, but, uh, to have that kind of as a backdrop, you know, to, to set off a show like you like you like you stated, um, I felt that was highly insensitive, uh, and there definitely had to be other ways to get that across. You know, the tragedy of using of losing that gentleman, but also like like I stated with you uh, previous, um, one thing I don't see is. Um, how that young man, because this before he got his money and everything, this, you know, this is, you know, he was drafted, uh, you know, he was supposed to be going to Boston soon. How the hell did he get cocaine <laughs> at University of Maryland, you know? So, you know, they skipped some steps in there. I felt like they should have shared that as well, not just, you know, show, show, uh, four young men at college at, you know, five, six in the morning, snorting coke. Yeah, man. Um, whew. Yeah. Again, just give me a backdrop, man. 
I'm looking at Franklin right now. I got it playing on the backdrop. But uh, so Snowfall is centered around a young man named Franklin. Well, that's the character's name, Franklin, who pretty ambitious guy, you know. Yeah. And uh, he got <laughs> he got into this thing because he wanted to make money, money making Mitch, money making Franklin, man. Franklin is the West Coast version. I, I take it of uh, getting uh, 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 paid in full. If you guys are familiar with that uh, movie that was created, which highlighted three young men that were crack dealers in the height of the crack epidemic. Well, cocaine, cocaine game was the game before the crack game. So here we are uh, back in 1986, starting out. Like I said, it was uh, Lynn Bias at the table with four college roommates potential teammates and uh you know having having a good time unfortunately it was using uh what we call designer drugs if you you know that's what they recognize cocaine as or it's a narcotic and um it's it's just one of them things man where you got a kid out here who access wise i'm gonna say i mean drugs in the streets at the end of the day like Dope was dope. Dope has always been dope. Uh, it's, it's it's scary, but it's it's always been there in the streets. And um, just giving you a background about Lynn Bias, he was uh, from the Maryland area, uh, Riverdale Park, big basketball area. You guys uh, know about Kevin Durant right now. He's out of Maryland. Uh, Michael Beasley is out of Maryland. Again, beast, man. A lot of beasts come up out of that thing as far as playing basketball at a very high level. And uh, he was six foot eight. He was the number two draft pick that was drafted in the NBA. And um, kind of crazy because we're coming off of the uh, the, the 75 uh, diamond celebration of the NBA. And uh, this show comes in before the NBA kicks back up again start the second half of their season of the uh, 2022 season here. And we're reminded of that tragic loss of Leonard Kevin Bias, who, as they say, he overdosed on cocaine. But one thing I'm going to say about Coke, though, man, if you really know about the drug, it's unfortunate of the loss. But in the reality of it, had to be some bad dope at the end of the day because technically you can't OD on coke if you really know about coke. It's it's in in, it, in its form the way it's created. People overseas they use it for certain stimulants, not necessarily to get high, but help them in 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 uh, elevated parts where they're chewing on the coca bush, and they're in the high part of the mountains in uh, Colombia and uh, other places. And you're not having tragic loss. But what happens with uh, street-level drugs is, you know, they're stretch, you know, where people are putting different things on them, putting different things in them that looks like the drug itself, where it could be baking soda, could be rat poison, it could be anything of the sort just to make the dope stretch because they couldn't afford to buy a lot of it in order for them to 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 flip at the end of the day cuz it is the drug trade and um i i'm just going to be 
I'm going to be up front about it, just understanding how the street works, you know, uh, not trying to entangle myself with the streets. But unfortunately, he got got a bad batch of dope. And it's kind of crazy because uh, Vice, he had been in discussion with Reebok, as they said. They they spoke briefly about it in the introduction where he was looking at a five-year deal of $1.6 million from Reebok just for a shoe deal alone. You know, coming into the coming into the game, but let's move forward, man. Let's talk about Franklin. What's going on with this thing, man? Where you see this thing heading at? <laughs> well, it's crazy too, because you gotta remember, Franklin was a very intelligent kid, man. And part of why he wanted to get in the drug game is because he got screwed out of his scholarship. You know, in college, I, I can't remember if it was UCLA or one of the one of those schools. But, yeah, he was a very intelligent kid, and, you know, something occurred to where, you know, it messed up his tuition, messed up his room and board. So, you know, he had to leave school. So he's like, you know what, I'm going to find a way, you know, to stick it to the government. And matter of fact, I think one of the particular times while he was in college, he spoke to Teddy. Teddy was a speaker, which is uh, somebody who had worked for the government. We later ended up getting entangled with, and then they came back together once once Franklin got introduced to the drug game, and he was like, you know what? Yeah, I couldn't make it, you know, book wise. I tried to do it the right way, so you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm I, I tried to be an entrepreneur. I tried to do it the right way. You know, I see this way to make money. I'm intelligent. I know, you know. I know how to use my mind. I got speech marks. So you know what? I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna sell this. I'm gonna sell this cocaine and later on rocks or whatever I gotta do, you know, so so I can live my version of the American dream. Man, and it's just crazy because like so the backdrop of this thing that's happening right now is uh, <clears throat> Franklin's friend Rob, who father was into a film business and they used to utilize Rob's house for uh, taping pornos. We go into that as a second scene, which is kind of crazy, which is now showing how I guess what they're trying to show us is how the drug use is 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 disrupting lives from the prominent level from people who were considered in the upper echelon in the upper Hollywood to where him and his friend are having a little Coke party. His friend gets high, uh, smoking crack mixed with cocaine. And, you know, he gets into a verbal disagreement with uh, another party goer who had to be some, some rich man's kid. And, you know, <laughs> pulls out a, he pulls out a pistol and bang bang you know put a couple of them in him and shocks the shit out of everybody and Rob's sitting there looking crazy and you know again back to Lynn Bias Lynn Bias was on the upswing coming out of the community and is about to turn into a, a million dollar baby overnight by way of sports and you know what's 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 fucking up the masses that blow man. That blow, you know, white boy Rick, Rick Ross, uh, <laughs> Griselda, 
cocaine cowboys. You know, it's, it's a lot of stories out there talking about that blow, man. Talking about the blow in the in uh, Noriega and the Medellin and 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 just how it just made its way across America. And I guess that's what they're trying to show us, where you know it was in the backyard of the CIA, which uh, Teddy is was his connect or is his connect is 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 a part of the CIA, and they're based out of Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, obviously with a high level of government. And so that's how we got in the backyard of Maryland. Now we're swinging back over to California to see how it's, it's, it's just it's going brazy out there in the hills, man, or in the valley, as they say, up in Cali. And, uh, yeah, man, we... we we about to have a we about to have a full fledged epidemic, man. That's going on. Franklin, Franklin, man. But let's look at uh comes up on this thing, man. What what uh, so far? Like, what are you surprised by with the first episode? Oh, uh, well, a lot of. It seems like a lot of time has gone by. Uh, you know, you see Franklin just in a plane, <laughs> you know, taking a, you know, taking a ride. You know, he actually has, you know, a place to put the plane. You know, he, he's inviting other people to go up in there. That's not a typical normal thing for for uh, uh, African American gentlemen. You know, just to have that luxury, that's one thing. And then, uh, you know, they went to the old school Notorious, I think of the Duran Duran song, whereas, you know, that was some of the, some of the 80s music. Uh, but it's funny, man, a lot of these British guys playing these American roles out of California. And uh, I don't know, I think, I don't know, I guess, Probably some of the American dudes in California, or, or you know, someone someone that who has more, I would say, be more in touch with what happened in the '80s. Probably what wanted to go a different way than the directors, so that's probably why they go along with a lot of the British guys. <laughs> and then you you know you slip in like uh, co-stars like D-Ray, <laughs> so what. Yeah. Mostly the series. It's definitely a good, a good series, but I just think certain stories, certain ways they approach things, could could go a different way. I, I'll leave at that. <laughs> I hear you, man. And where we going at with it, man? Is like no, no pun intended, but. All these actors out here, right? But all of the all of these actors that are playing these roles, uh, as drug dealers, whatever the case may be, seem to be, or or, or certain roles, and the uh, and the new films are from England, for the most part, by way of Africa, by way of the West Indies, but you know, through through in part through the uh, through the film schools. Uh, training or theater schools of England, and why why don't they want to uh, 
why why can't they hire American black actors to play these roles? It's going to be complicated. You know, one person doesn't want to get typecast and say, hey, this is all I can do. You know, as that was one thing that was brought up by a young man that played the Black Panther, where he declined the role initially because he was like, hey, you know, I went to went to Howard University, went to their film school, and whatever other training that he may have uh, behind him. And then, you know, the first role that they give him, he looks at it as more so they were looking down upon him when they extended that offer to him. And so he's like, nah, I'm not taking it. And so what happens to him? He gets labeled as an angry black guy, difficult to work with, et cetera, et cetera. But he didn't want to lower himself and or limit himself by, you know, taking these type of roles. So, you know, I, I hope it works out for the better. But I don't know. It seems like an initiation, man. When we when we first get introduced to somebody from across the pond that's playing a real significant role, the only difference that that <laughs> I wanna say the only thing different from the black American drug dealer versus the British guy playing the black American drug dealer is they allow him to be witty. They allow him to be cunning and have a little more leeway and freedom with him as a drug dealer as opposed to being a bang, bang, shoot him up person that's not really thinking that's a black American drug dealer. And I'm comparing this, I'm comparing Franklin to Stringer Bell from The Wire, who, of course, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know Idris Elba. Uh, who is Stringer Bell until I seen him on the wire. But who does he make his, you know, he comes in as the the capo, the, sec, the second man to uh, Avon Barksdale on that series. And uh, he's, he's pretty smart. He's going to school. Uh, he's trying to make the money turn into real estate, kind of sort of what Franklin is evolving into right now. In this particular story, and he gets a chance to be smart. Now, when you look at Franklin versus Lee, who is the second man here, who is Lee? Lee is like, oh, you know what? I'm a tough guy, tough kid coming up in L.A. Uh, you know, I don't really want to move out of my comfort zone. I'm good in the confines of the, as some would say, the ghetto um, or the hood. I don't really want to stray away from that, quote, unquote. Because that's my element, man. And I'm not going to let y'all deter me from keeping my money here and and laying low, but living better inside the hood. That's that's my opinion of it. Hmm. Yeah, they are normally when you have the black, just like you say, normally when you have the black, American drug dealer, you know, it's more on the, it's more of the uh, street side where everything is through force. Uh, one thing I kind of did like, if you if 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 you want to say it in that way, <laughs> kind of infamous was the American gangster, because basically they show the you know, but of course that was played by. You know, one of the best actors in the world, uh, Denzel Washington. 
you know, basically how he came, you know, from Italian learned thing and then he 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 had so much power he was over, he was over the Italian. You know, where they were, you know, now was doing the hair one time. So basically like you say, they normally they have these British guys and it's a lot of the wit behind it, which to be a successful drug dealer, you know, just like we watched in Miami Vice with Phil Collins and, you know, the cops crocking in tubs. You gotta you gotta be street smart. You gotta be intelligent to stay on top. Uh but yeah, a lot of time a lot of stories get lost. Um, it's funny how they kind of glazed over. We never hear too much about the real Ricky Ross from back in the day, Ricky Freeway Ross, oh, yeah. who basically who basically introduced crack. I'm surprised we didn't get more of a mention of him. So that's basically who they basically said the author of crack. He has you know books, different things like that where he you know he was arrested. You know he's in his sixties. You should definitely check that out. Ricky Free Ray Ross, that's basically who they say introduced crack, you know, went down to South America and, you know, showed them, hey, you can you can cook this cocaine, make it as something else. And, you know, definitely became, you know, more dangerous, more addictive. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, you know, just like we say, you know, we watch All-American, you know, you watch uh, a lot of these things, and it just seems like, I don't know. There's kind of a disconnect with some of these British actors playing these American roles. I think it takes more leeway towards different aspects of what they want to portray. But basically, man, they they saying, you know what? Times are hard. Let's go ahead and glorify some of this drug making. <laughs> you know, you're intelligent. You want to stick it to the man. <laughs> We're going to give you some alternative routes to make some money. So be careful. I mean, take it, take it for the entertainment, but you know, be careful and uh, not letting that set in your head and, and doing something crazy out here and lose your freedom. <laughs> yeah, man. Comments, baby. Like I said, we on episode one, man. We just recapping, having a little, a little, and as I say, an after party, man. Talking about the show. Some of the highlights, some of the lowlights of what was going on, man. You got Franklin up in the game, you know, reorganizing, resetting business. The last time we saw Franklin, he was kind of playing that Kaiser Sose role where he was walking with a cane throughout season four after uh, being shot by his next-door neighbor, Mel, after she kind of tried to put one and one together to make two to say, hey, you killed my daddy. You know what I mean? And um, she took her vengeance out on Franklin, left him shot, uh, shot up in the pre prior season, and he spent season four walking around hobbling, which was uh, a farce. <laughs> he he played the role and and made himself look like a gimp in the streets, and um, he walked away dropping the cane at the in the last episode of season four, like I don't need this shit, you know. I was just you know trying to make it look a certain way to keep people off me after they heard that I was shot so that I could see who was really around me and what, what they was all about. But we back to the business, though, man. Franklin and uh, Auntie and, you know, Unc, 
and uh, reorganizing and trying to figure out again how to move a lot of dope, man. They talking about 300 keys, 300 keys a week. You know what I mean? That's a lot of dope, a lot of cocaine that's being moved around, moved about through their hood of Los Angeles. Obviously, they got a long arm stretch where they're not showing the connects at this point to how to how to put it together. But we did get an opportunity to see the family, that being aunt and aunt, going down into uh, the Arkansas area, dropping off some dope down there uh, in season four. So we definitely know that their arm stretches long in regards to uh, uh, you know, making moving the dope and, 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 and making the money circulate. And still, who they helping? They're helping the goddamn government. You know, because yeah. this is still CIA led operation giving the dope to the black man, putting it in the street, and they skimming money off the top in order to help with the uh the fight that they're not showing you, which was I think it was the Sandinista as they said it down there where it was the war on drugs, not in America to stop the war on drugs. The war on drugs was to basically have, be the controlling hand of how the dope moved around coming out of the major manufacturing countries such as Colombia, uh, through Mexico, through Nicaragua, places of that nature. That was the real agenda that, you know, we ultimately got a chance to find out about through uh the trials of Oliver North and, um, you know, understanding that President Ronald Reagan was definitely in on this thing and he knew what was popping off because he lied under oath. And um, it all ties in, man. It all ties in one story, one big story. Obviously, you know, with Tasha K, if y'all know about Tasha K and uh, the uh, – Cardi B situation. You got to be careful about what you say about people publicly now because it can be used against you as defamation of their character. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so she owes she owes uh, Cardi B uh, four million dollars in a defamation lawsuit, but it was more on a vile level where she was really, really, really going low, and that's something that we're not doing. You know, we just we dealing with. Uh, surface facts, surface facts, uh, some some Hollywood glam that they're telling us, and some insight that we have from just being humans, man. Where at the end of the day, if you ain't seen nobody do dope by now, and you of eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and beyond, <sighs> I can't even say you living in rural America because they do way more dope than we do in the hood. But I'm bum. <laughs> hey, and just hey, and just to be clear, I'm talking about Ricky Freeray Ross, not Ricky Rose. <laughs> do your um, research. Um, you know, to, do your research now. Rick, Ricky Freeray Ross was on the West Coast, <laughs> not Wingstop. Rose, uh, what, what's they regular label? Not not that Ricky Ross. Maybach, Maybach. Not not make that music, Rick. You know, from 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 Florida, from the from the west coast of Florida. I ain't talking about that, Ricky Ross. So make sure y'all know that when y'all quote me, I'm talking about a whole two different gentlemen. And that's another thing too. Whereas I think if you had a black black American instead of a black British guy, you would have more songs like "My Favorite Mutiny" by the Co-op or the Coke, where you know 
they tell you a lot of a lot of that stuff like uh you would have more stuff from like uh you know nappy roots or uh what do you call it uh with uh uh Kali, you know where where they go into where I call it infotainment man they they give you music where you're like okay what what names did they say or what what lyric did they put because it, it makes you go back and research and you're like oh wow you know this person that person you know we're kind of on the new mumble rap which you know some of it uh i don't really listen to is mostly the beats i rather hear so a lot of music i listen to now i just really i rather just listen to beats not necessarily words you would probably have more you know if you had a black american guy especially from the 80s you know up the mid 80s early 90s you had some amazing rap songs and then later on like i said you listen to the co-op or you know like a song my favorite mutiny or you listen to uh Twali, Kali, you know some of these other you would have more of that where you can go back and say oh wow you know who was tied to that so i was surprised like i said that they they kind of left out you know uh ricky free ray ross from these stores that's definitely a big part of the story you know basically the, the you know the founder of crack you know we yeah. we definitely from florida we know about the cocaine cowboys <laughs> we lived through it you know what i mean we seen, you know, the effects of that University of Miami. Uh, we 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 saw, you know, an explosion of, you know, just like we said, the war on drugs. Uh, people getting, you know, ten twenty life. Uh, the amount of violence that went on in that time. Uh, uh, you know, the death, the resurgence of. Uh, the city of Miami, the amount of traffic you had through there, uh, you know, things that we definitely weren't exposed to, you know, in the early 80s, we definitely got exposed to in the mid to late 80s, early 90s, you know, where we saw like people like, you know what, I'm going I'm to make this a way of life, you know, where that wasn't a choice before. So, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's definitely, a good series definitely like to see an intelligent you know if they're gonna tell the drug dealer story that you know that he he was intelligent that he you know he flexed with the government he flexed against the government but one thing i don't like is a lot of these uh some of these characters are are black male cops you know mostly dirty cops and they're not showing you know for, for instance, you know, Lynn Byers ain't get that cocaine bounce back. <laughs> right. Some, like they say, who who got the boats and the planes in the in the ships? Come on, man. Because that's how real cocaine get moved. It ain't it ain't that black guy you see on the street corner. Can you tell me the story of how that black guy on the corner got those though? You know. Oh yeah. And one thing oh, yeah. one thing I like the honesty of this is the CIA, the which is government, definitely was involved finally to, you know telling the truth about some of these stories but it's like yeah don't don't make it like okay the connection to the hood was was the black police man because it's too many i had two of my uncles you know and i i know they wasn't involved in nothing having to do with drugs you know so to see you know a dirty cop 
be a black gentleman. That's that's offensive to me. And to not have more, you know, these white faces, like, go ahead and show it. Let's tell the truth here. Show more of the people who got in. I'm not saying that none of those guys was black, but it can't be all of them. <laughs> like, that nah, can't be the it, only one. It wasn't. It to the hood. Wasn't. I mean, you know what I mean? Because you got to you know, remember, I'm going to tell the story. Tell the story. Yeah, Ivy was in the game. Now, Ivy is, Ivy is turning into, he's turning into an arms dealer now where he used to be the cocaine connect initially right. for Franklin. And, uh, you know, now Ivy is more exclusive to selling the guns, the military weapons, uh, submachine Uzis that he is going to roll out on the show uh, with the purchasing from the family. But these are all things that we know. You know, like they say, you know, where where do you get this high power rifles from? You know what I'm saying? Like they say right. some of these guys in the streets got better guns than the cops. They do. They got military grade weapons. Where they get right. the military grade weapons from? Who, who you who you hey hey bro, you got some you got you hey you got a uh, That's what I'm saying, man. This, this Iran Contra, all these different things. Like I said, we live through this time. <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot man. of these people, a lot of these troops just starting to come out now, you know, uh, Charlie Wilson's war, you know, you go on and on and on, man. You know, the government is the dirty thing, you know. Yeah, they still doing why, dirty things. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's and that's why people pushing for transparency, man. You know, that's yeah. all we ask for. But we're going to get piped. At least let us see, let us see get piped. You know what I mean? And just like you, you've said, too, in the past, a lot of people just trust the government, to be honest. Obviously, we see where they tell little white lies. We see where they tell big ones, you know. Basically, you know, Huey Newton, you know, people people in the Black Panther Party told you a long time ago, yeah, they, they, they put this poison out on the streets, you know. You know, the government, basically, there's no such thing as a war on drugs. How can, how can it be a war on drugs when you guys are allowing drugs to come in and you're making money off of it. That's basically what the CIA was letting you know. Yeah, you're gonna make money off of it. And then when it's certain, when it affects a certain part of society or a certain, when it gets into certain communities, okay, now we gotta stop it. Now we gotta enforce the law, you know. But you know, if it wasn't for you, it it would have never got to become what it was. Yeah, we, like well, you say, we're 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 not producers of cocaine, you know. The cocaine, we we're we're the cutters of cocaine. We're the traffickers of cocaine. You know, U.S. U.S. is the biggest place of drugs. United States of America, <laughs> but we're importing. You know, you got you got yeah, guys we import everything. Yeah. You, you got guys saying, "Oh, we need a wall. We need a wall. We need a wall." But think about what why are they saying these things. It's not it's not the people you letting in. What about the drugs you letting? with the people and that's why certain people are getting in here because america wants those drugs <laughs> you know so you got to be more honest and more transparent about what's really going on you know all these different things going on like i say it's a good story but they're telling a piece of the story i, I really would like a more accurate you know as far as you know how the drugs and different things are coming into America. They're they're getting into a part of where the CIA and different parts of the government are dirty, but they're dirtier than what, you know, obviously this show was letting you see. And 
obviously it's some things they're not going to let out. They can't tell all the stories. Somebody somewhere, you know, leaked something, you know, probably somebody, you know, different people passing away because they got to be getting up in the years. Just like, just like uh, Ricky Free Ray Ross, you know, he's in his 60s. So, you know, some of these people probably lost family. They probably lost people. They're like, you know what? We're going to tell us, we're going to leak some of these government stories. <laughs> but just like, you yeah. know, you never know who stories. these tall men are. That's why you had yeah. like Iron Man 3. You know, you, you, you had the, you had the, uh, the Mandarin. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to make, we're going to make it like, hey, this is the person we're going against. This, this, this guy in the corner, you know, this, that's what we're going to put the war on drugs on. We're going to get him 2030 like. But we, you know, you never, you never, quote unquote, the white collar. You never, you never see these guys that own these boats go to jail. You know, you never seen these guys that own these planes go to jail. You know, we we're gonna go after the guy, you know, selling a small amount of stuff on the drug corner, you know, or riding around with it in his car. That's the guy we're gonna go after. You know, we're not gonna go after, we're not gonna go after the, the real players. <laughs> yeah. Those are the easy targets, man. Uh, you know, just wind it down, man. You got Louie out here. She's building up. She knows the new, the new angry black cop that's on the scene that's trying to, trying to, trying to get a, trying to get a bus, a big bus, so he can move up the ladder or whatever, whatever his angle is in this particular season here. Uh, as, as Auntie Louie comes mm-hmm. in, he makes his way into the bar. Sitting at the bar, you know, with the with the with the sugar booger, you know what I mean, snorting at the bar, having some drinks, doing his thing. Oh, and then, you know, the other other piece of it is, how is it wearing on the family? You know, you still yeah. got Franklin mothers in hiding. Uh, Franklin is in 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 a pivotal situation, business wise, where he is uh, entangled with a relationship with a real estate agent and they're buying the commercial properties and trying to make the money, wash the money, make it clean. And, you know, he's, he's in a tough position, man. You know, he wants to get out the business, but if he goes, you know, he takes a lot of people down if he just walks away from the business and he leaves a lot of people high and dry. So, it's going to be a real pivotal season here, obviously, uh, if it is the the final season. Um, it, it, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fireworks as we cover the, cover the, uh, the show week over week. D-Ray, you know, I just seen D-Ray riding around with Kanye on Kanye Netflix show, and then D-Ray, a.k.a. Peaches, who is uh, Franklin's uh, security, uh, as he's riding around in the Cadillac on this on this uh, series here, man, and uh, D-Ray is doing what he can to be the muscle for Franklin, and it's 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 a lot of things to be uncovered, man. You know oh. what happened to Franklin's father, yeah. uh, Alton Williams. We we've yet to uh, uncover that. Obviously, we in the first episode, so it's a lot to come. Uh, we're seeing the struggle of the reformed drug addict which was uh, uh, Leon's ex-girl who was addicted to crack. She cold turkey. She beat it. 
went through the rehab with Franklin's father in the, in the rehab center and put her life back together. She's working at a call center, you know, doing uh doing the one nine hundred uh, 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 sex, sex calls. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, man, and and just 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 trying to reestablish yourself. But you know, she say the hardest thing about about this, about being clean is being clean. At the end of the day, you know, once you've had that taste. So we're seeing the angle of the recovering addict, and and then um, you know, Franklin still has his ties in with the Mexicans over there with Gustavo, who. Work with work very close with Teddy, so it's gonna be an interesting season, more or less. There's so many different different stories that have to be sold up. Like I said, if this is the final season here, I'm looking at the closing of the first episode. It just had it running in the background as we were uh, as we 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 covering the show here, man. And Rob was trying to slip out the front door on Franklin. Uh, but Franklin was sitting at the table, man, shut that shit down and said, hey, what's up, bro? Let's talk about it. And, you know, I'm going to hold my tongue, man. The next episode is, is, is entitled Commitment. This is comments that we covered in the first episode. What you got to close us out, man? Hey, one thing, man. Like I say, overall, I think it's a great I think it's a great show. I just don't like to spin on the certain things. I mean, that just comes with everything. It's not gonna be perfect. Uh and just like with people, you're gonna like you're gonna like somebody, a lot of things, a lot of qualities, it's gonna be qualities you don't like. But one thing I don't like is the reoccurring thing. You you know, you got like Panther, you got like Judas and the Black Messiah, you know, you got uh even American gangster. You know, some of these things are true, but I don't like when it's fictional that, you know, you got to have, a you know, a black protagonist and a black antagonist. You know what I mean? It's like you always got the black rat that bring everybody down. That's one thing I don't like. You know what I mean? And you definitely need shows like this. I'm not going to say you don't need shows like this, but, you know, you got a lot of shows coming back with, the same name or a similar name or spinoffs. We need we need more. If you don't want to use Cosby name, we need more shows like that. You know, true. Call call it the Hustables. Then you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to say nothing with Cosby. Call it the Hustables. Call it uh call it Theo's kids or something. You know what I mean? Let's 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 he call it Heathcliff. Like, let's come on with some more shows like that or more movies, you know, where we have more positive things, you know, not not get everybody wrapped up in, yeah, you know, we're going to go ahead and get in this dope game and stuff like that. That's the, you know, got to get that out of people's head. But all in all, I do like the show. I'm going to continue to watch the show, you know. But also, you know, if we're going to get into – you know things like snowfall. Like I said, let's let's be all the way transparent. Like as as your boy from from uh Southern Cali would say, or Compton, California would say, <laughs> or another show. Don't keep it ninety nine. Let's 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 keep it one hundred. Oh yeah. 
no doubt. So, man, we got we got nine episodes to go. Uh, it's just episode one that we're covering. And I'm with you on it, man. I mean, how much can we glorify this? But, you know, we're glorifying it. At the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a part of, it's part of, man, it's a part of uh, our reality to, to yeah. every degree. I mean, for the kids, they're looking at yeah. it like, this 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 is old head stuff at this point because I mean coke really wasn't prevalent for a while but it is making its way back around in the streets again. Crack is uh definitely ain't go nowhere. It's in the center of Central America. It is very prevalent. And, you know people want to deny that, but uh, crack cocaine hasn't gone anywhere. It's just it's just not the first drug of choice for the young kids because their designer drugs is more or less pills. So you know it's. Everything is is still there. It's still there. Uh, the casualties are still there. I mean, some people are dying over marijuana. At the end of the day, bad marijuana deals. They're like, why would you kill somebody over some weed? <laughs> At the end of the day, but hey, right. Oh man, but it shows like this that really put that uh, thought in a lot of people's head. Like, hey man, I'm gonna be this badass. I'm about to go out here and be Franklin. I'm about to be the I'm about to be the Franklin the weed dealer at the end of the day or and 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 you know that is is pushing the envelope for a lot of people that what does it do at the end of the day it just continues it keeps the revolving door continuous in the prison system where people are constantly being uh shackled in shuffled off and or buried unnecessarily because they just can't get enough of this stuff man you know the sensation the thrills the highs, the lows. Uh, I I don't give a damn how many just say no shirts out there, man. It was eight. Hey, I'm sure you had some <laughs> friend or friend of a friend that still picked up that crack pipe, that still snorted that line, that still shot a needle in their arm as it made its way down. Because you know that really wasn't prevalent in our day, but at, at some point, I mean, we've all seen casualties to the dope game, no matter what. How crack is whack. <laughs> that no sure is too. Crack is whack. And and, and and I believe she was a child a child of the future and, and how did she go out? Drug overdose. Sorry to say. Oh. R. I. P. Whitney. But until next time, man, the next show, we got y'all. We're gonna talk about episode two commitment, man. Once we'll, we get the full rundown on that, we're going to watch that episode and hit y'all back with it for the after party, man. It's going to be the whole season long. Chop it up on. We're going to talk about this whole snowfall, man. If it's the last season, we're going to make it epic for you. Peace. <laughs>